Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we talk about when we talk about faith. On today's episode, we take a look at what it means to get out of our comfort zones and take a dive into the deep end of human experience. Welcome to Round Hill Radio. I'm Leslie. I'm Ed. We're back. We're back. This is so exciting. It is exciting. Can you believe it? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) We've been planning and and scheming, and now we're finally back recording our first episode of season two. We're being bold and brave, and we're calling it a season now. Long time coming. We're getting fancy. (laughs) So let's dive in. What are we talking about today, Ed? Well, you know, even though it is uh, late February... And I'm always happy in late February (laughs) Um, because spring is out there on the horizon, right? Uh, I still have these thoughts about Christmas, believe it or not, because Christmas gets us starting in a whole new season of the church year. Mm -hmm. And a lot of churches will take this time of the year to launch an exploration or a study about the life of Jesus. So mm-hmm. they've talked about his birth, celebrated the birth. Well, what happens next? So that's on my mind. Which is a question a lot of us a lot of us are asking. What's what's next? We get through the holidays, we get through New Year's. Right. We'll take a breath. Then, then what? what's next? Right. Yeah. Well, I think the uh, stories are next. Hey. Right? It's it's all of these stories that unfold and there are there are four different portraits that we have of Jesus in mm-hmm. the New Testament. They go by the names of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. But if these were visual artists, they would not look the same at all. Each one is using a really different palette, Mm -hmm. different style of painting. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are all absolutely phenomenal storytellers. This was really their great gift to us. So um, part of what we're doing now in in our experience of Sunday morning is to take a deep dive into some of these stories. Well, that's a very good segue. It's a I deep so. dive into deep waters. It is. So our story is about deep waters. What's the story, Ed? So um, there is a wonderful story in the gospel according to Luke. I don't know if pastors are really supposed to have favorite, favorite stories. It's kind of like the teacher who no has... No one will tell. Favorite thing. Tell. Okay, yeah. good. Um, so, you know, my one of my favorite stories is this passage from the gospel according to Luke. Now, this is probably... These stories were probably... Co- they were collected in many years after Jesus' death. Uh, But this one certainly endured, and it's a fascinating um, moment in the life of Jesus where we get to see how he begins to build his community. Hmm. And uh, so he has begun, by this time in the story, he's already begun to preach and to teach. He's walking from village to village. And there's this great moment where he's uh, beside the Lake of Gennesaret, Sea of Galilee, and uh, there's a crowd that's pressing in on him because they want to hear what he has to say. He's clearly a very engaging speaker. This is a, this is a story that preachers read very carefully. Isn't this <laughs> nice that he has all of these people who are just, right, they really want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. So they get so close to him, and there's so many, that he actually has to go into a fishing boat and get a little distance, and he does his preaching from the boat. Now, he's in this boat because the fishermen who have been out all night long have come back to shore. They're cleaning their nets, but he's used one of their boats as a pulpit. And uh, as the story unfolds, he's teaching the crowds. Finally, at one moment, he turns around to one of the fishermen, whose name is Simon, and he says to him, 
put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Mm-hmm. Which is probably not what Peter wants, Simon wants to hear at this point because he's yeah. exhausted, <laughs> been out all night, and they caught zip. Ugh. Right? Totally so discouraged. So he's tired, he's discouraged, tired. she just wants to go home. Yeah. Have you ever had these moments where you you know you think you've you've put it all out there, yep. hasn't worked, and someone says, Hey, go back and do it again. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. We've had these moments. Yes. And we don't we don't necessarily think kindly of the people who talk to us in those moments. No, not right? my brightest hours. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, poor Simon says, look, you know, master. So he has some respect for this man. Mm-hmm. We worked all night long. Hello. Caught nothing. But, he says, if you say so, I will let down the nets. I think that's a really great moment. Yeah. You know, because he says, all right. I will give it another shot. Yeah. But he had to first inform him that he'd been out all night first. Exactly. Just in case you didn't know, yeah. I'm doing this despite the fact that I'm tired. Yes. Yes. And so if it doesn't work a second time, yeah. I was the one who told you so. So yeah, let's not be surprised <laughs> about this. Yeah. I had to educate Jesus. <laughs> and yeah, Exactly. And the story, um, it takes this really amazing turn at this point because not only does he go out, but he catches so many fish that the net begins to break. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, here now the whole economic structure is starting to literally come <laughs> unraveled. Um, I don't think they've got a lot of substitute nets back at the shore necessarily. And on top of this, there are so they bring so many fish into the boat that the boats are starting to sink. You've you got nets breaking, boats sinking, right? All, all because this man has said, go out into the deeper water. <laughs> There's so many different things in that Is it, to I look mean, at. Yeah, it's, it's literally deep, right? It's, oh, yes. <laughs> so when they come back, uh, you know, at this point, when Simon sees all of this happening, there's this really fascinating and somewhat disturbing moment where he, he falls at Jesus' knees. It literally says, at Jesus' knees. Mm. And he says, um, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. You know, it's not like, thank you yeah. so much. for The whole village is cheering. Right. right? And Simon is like, get out of here. Yeah. And literally, the text, I think, communicates that. Wow. It's really, leave my neighborhood is the way some translators wow. translate this. Wow. And, um, and it says that, you know, that in a way he said that because he was amazed and at the catch of fish, and they, and also his friends, his his family members were amazed. And, but at that point, there's another turn because Jesus turns to him and says, "Don't be afraid. Mm. Uh, from now on, you'll be catching people." And they drop everything and they follow him. So this is a story with a lot of zigzags. So many zigzags, right? And even that last moment where it sounds like he's reacting from, as a just observer, like he's reacting from a place of shame, and Jesus says, no, I know that you're afraid. Right, yeah. A much deeper understanding of what's going on. Yeah. And I think sometimes there are moments in our lives where we witness something that's so powerful, we think, I'm not sure I really want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. And I can recall a moment in my life where I had, um, I was in London, and I was staying with two friends, and one of them and I, we were walking around Piccadilly Circus in London, Mm -hmm. and here Walking towards me are two men I had met the week before, 900 miles north of London, in the far north of Scotland. What? And here they are, walking along, and we had this stunned moment where we looked at each other, but weren't sure that we even wanted to recognize each other. (laughs) 
And uh, but we did, and we connected. Of course, my friend in London was stunned by this. So when we got back to his house that night, he wanted to tell his girlfriend, and he asked me to tell the story. And when I told her, she said, "Oh, don't tell me that." It was as if she there was something about the serendipity of that that was a little unnerving oh, for yeah, her. Oh yeah, a little right? too much. You know, there's, and I think in our the way we construct reality for ourselves, mm-hmm. we may not permit. Uh, sometimes even the most glorious things that we can imagine, they fall outside the range of what we want to think of as possible. Right. Everything in our little boxes and everything organized and right. color-coded and alphabetized. There it is. <laughs> Are we speaking from experience? Possibly. Okay. That's fine. So, you know, I just, I love this moment, though, that it's... Maybe one of the most endearing things about this story is that Peter doesn't leap up and say, that was awesome. Yeah. Can I do it too? <laughs> uh, you know, he says, uh, get out of here. Yeah. This is, you're showing me a part of what it means to be human. And even if I have that in me, that's going to pull me out into another kind of deeper water. Right. Because if that's possible, right. maybe a lot of other things are possible. Right. Um, and I, you know, I think also a lot, I'm, I'm a great um, student, I guess I would have to say, of the civil rights movement. Mm. And I think about all of the people who made that possible during the 19, well, certainly well before the 1950s, but when it really reached a sort of crescendo in the 1950s and 60s, -hmm. I think a lot of people were probably caught up in that movement, uh, you know, and wanted to be at some level, but also were thinking, this is gonna change everything about my life. It's gonna put me in danger. It could put my family in danger. It's going to change the way I've ordered my life. I know how to survive in that world. Yeah. Um, and now people were coming, were you know, suddenly rising up into leadership roles, men and women, and in some cases children, and uh, you know, suddenly showing a whole new way going forward. And that had to have been very challenging. And I'm sure that there was a part of many of those people who became very involved, uh, who said, you know. I'm not sure if I want to be part of this. I love what it makes possible, but it scares me to death. Yeah, and the amount of change that that requires on such a personal level to go against the grain or go against the current, even when you know it's right, even when you know it's the thing you are called to do, Right. what that really requires of you can be so, so much. I think one of the challenges for churches when I think about a story like this is that Often the, the word faith is used or the energy of faith is described as a way to bring calm or stability into our lives. You know, yeah. I wish I had a little more faith. I, I know that this struggle will pass or whatever. Yeah. These stories are suggesting that faith will bring you into the deep water, right? <laughs> it's the last thing you're asking for. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I thought faith meant that. Now you're telling me it means this. Yeah. And um, so I, I think right now the church is at an amazing turning point mm. because the what's been described as the widespread decrease in numbers and actually the closure of churches in the yeah. last 50 years mm. um, certainly suggests a tremendous loss at some level, many levels. But on the other hand, the church is being called to something new. So what's the deeper water? And I think this is a question that can be asked by anyone, right, at any stage of life. The beauty of a story like this is that 
for anyone along the continuum of human experience, you can say, what is that thing I'm being called to right now? Mm -hmm. uh, it could be you know, the experience of love. It could be the experience of speaking out for justice. It could be just about anything. Mm -hmm. But clearly, Jesus does not mean to protect anybody from deep waters. And I hope that in our churches, in our communities of faith, in our personal lives, you know, when we're when we're in that position where we're invited to go to that deep place, we won't we won't shrink back. You know, we won't be afraid, as as he says to Simon, don't be afraid. What is our thought for the day then? Our thought for the day comes from the bottle of iced tea that I'm drinking. <laughs> this is always a great resource of wisdom and refreshment. I love it. Hit me with it. Here it is. This is not even planned. It's right here. The ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found how to serve. That's from Albert Schweitzer, one of the great humanitarians of all time. I love it. Thank you, Albert Schweitzer. Thank and, you, Albert Schweitzer. And thank you, Ed. Thank you, Leslie. This is Jackson from Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Thank you for listening to Round Hill Radio. This podcast is brought to you by the members and friends of Round Hill Community Church. You can listen to more episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and roundhillcommunitychurch.org. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks. Thanks.